When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Major NFL trade alert. The Los Angeles Rams acquire linebacker Vaughn Miller from the Denver Broncos. Whoa. Obviously, the Broncos are waving the white flag on the season. The Rams are one of, I think, it's three teams that are 7-1. How about that, D-line? How about that defense, period? Stop that pressing! This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It is. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome inside the bunker as we broadcast from the Bermuda Triangle of the National Hockey League. It's going to be a very exciting day today for our American friends that aren't above the 49th parallel. You should know that it's minus six Celsius today. Did you notice that, Moose? <laughs> here, out here, the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL. When I woke up, I asked, I always ask my uh, assistant, like Google, right? yeah. what's the forecast today hmm. so I know what to wear? And at the moment when I woke up, it was early. It was minus 10 when I woke up. Come on! I couldn't believe I'm like... I just want to go back to bed. I might just tell Rod I'm doing the show from home. I'm not leaving. One day that'll happen. It will. Uh, 23 Fahrenheit, by the way. But that's hockey weather. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking a lot of hockey today with some very special guests. I'm very excited. Friends of ours, Mike Benton from the Seattle Kraken radio crew is going to join us. Longtime voice of the Everett Silvertips and just a real good guy. Mike Benton's going to join us to talk about the NHL's newest team and last night's loss in Edmonton. And Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM NHL radio. He's going to be with us. And I'm looking forward to that. We got some football talk and some breaking news, as I told you earlier, uh, Moose. Um, the bunny hug that I'm wearing today, if you notice, I love it. It is from Stretch Pass Advising. These guys watch us every day from Michigan. And you're wondering what Stretch Pass Advising is. Go give them a follow on Twitter. SP Advising, guiding hockey players in their pursuit of advancement. They're a partner of Unique Tenders, Instat Hockey, At Hockey Tape, and BioSteel Sports. Situated out of Michigan. They love the show. They love the hockey. And we love them. And before we get to the quick six show topics, we do have breaking news today on this NFL trade deadline day today. I guess we are uh, your official NFL trade deadline headquarters. Sure. Why not? Right here for it. It's not international goalie day today. Kerry Price, you're going to go to bed. The Pittsburgh Steelers have traded veteran outside linebacker Melvin Ingram 
to the Kansas City Chiefs for a sixth-round pick of the 2022 draft. The teams made the announcement this morning, hours before the NFL's trade deadline. The move gives Kansas City's struggling defense some much-needed help, though Ingram did sit out Pittsburgh's win over Cleveland on Sunday with what the team called a groin injury. Just so you know, Ingram's snaps have declined as the season's gone on. He had uh, just 17 plays when they uh, played Seattle on October 17th. This year, Ingram has one sack, 10 tackles in six games with the Steelers. So not, I don't know. We're not even going to analyze that. Let's move into the quick six show topics, please. Uh, Thank you. We're starting with Monday in the National Hockey League. The, uh, it was a night of firsts for the Edmonton Oilers. Hello, Alberta, Northern Alberta. I know you're watching. You don't say much, but you're all watching. Leon Dreisaitl had two goals and two helpers, and three other players scored their first of the season as the Oilers continued their hot start with a 5-2 victory over the Seattle Kraken. Duncan Keith, Kyle Turris, and Kyler Yamamoto! Got their initial goals of the campaign, and Edmonton improved to 7-1. and one. How come I haven't heard that this year? I guess because it was just his first of the season. Yeah, I think Jack Michaels was, was calling the game last night. So, not our friend, Mr. Singh. So we, did not, uh, we didn't get Hannah Ryan on the call on that one. But Hannah Ryan saying, Yamamoto! I'm missing it! I was... Get scoring up there! That's amazing. It's, that's an all-timer. That's an all-timer. <laughs> yes, it is. Like, that's up there with Henderson. Scores for Canada. No, it's not, Darren. Come on, stop. Stop it. Andre, pres, prisoner of the moment right here. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky made 31 saves. Anthony Sorelli had a goal and two helpers. And the Tampa Bay Lightning beat Washington 3-2 Monday night, ending the Capitals' eight-game season-opening point streak. Ovi had his season-opening point streak snapped. Uh, he had nine goals, six assists in that time. Patrick Kane had three goals and an assist in his return to the lineup, and the Chicago Blackhawks got their first win of the season. 5-1 over Ottawa. The Flower made 29 saves in a half-full United Center. The Blackhawks now won 7-2. and two. There were only three games in the NHL last night, so we're moving on to the next point. And that is NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, my buddy. Do we have the photo of the two of us together from that luncheon? Probably not. I should have uh, gave that to Clark. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman has come under fire as he defended the league's response to last week's release of a damning report into how the Chicago Blackhawks handled sexual assault allegations made by one of their players, as you all know, in 2010. Bettman opened his remarks in an hour-long news conference yesterday by apologizing to Kyle Beach before fielding a number of pointed questions related to punishments levied and not levied by his office, including the decision to absolve Winnipeg Jets general manager Kevin Sheveldayoff of wrongdoing. My quick take on that, because we're not just reading the news here, we're giving our opinions, and Darren, you can get yours ready if you wish. I thought Batman came off fine. I think there's still a lot of information they don't know. I fully believe the NHL didn't know about this until under a year ago. I really believe that. It wasn't completely widespread. I had a player on that team, it was in the springtime, said to me, something's coming. He knew about it. He was on the team. He was in the dressing room. But vast, league-wide, I'm not sure everybody knew. The Blackhawks owners didn't even know. And we don't need to necessarily go down all of this road. Here's my only take on this thing with Shovel Dayoff getting off because he had a minor role on the club. And as Bettman said yesterday, he thought his superiors were taking care of it. So we're going to let him go. 
How is that really any different than Joel Quenville, who doesn't have a minor role on the club, but he also thought his superiors were taking care of it. But there's more, and my phone was, the last two days has been ringing with sexual abuse survivors, victims, who are saying all these things. Why didn't they go to the police? Why didn't he punch the coach? Why, <clears throat> why did Quenville do this? So there's just so much stuff that we don't know that I'm not willing to go any further down that road on. It's not like it's all behind us. Clearly, it isn't all behind us. You saw this statement from Beach that the Blackhawks are still trying to make his life hell. So it's ugly. It's unfortunate. The center of it all is Brad Aldrich. All of it is him. That prick should burn. But that's my take. You? It's like in those situations, you sit there and you just wonder why. Why, why, why? And you're not going to get an answer. Yeah. You just want to know why. And then the best we can do in this moment is do what we can to make sure these things don't happen in the future. Um, and that's what you hope comes out of this, is that it this doesn't happen moving forward and that these incidents become less and less and less and less. The big thing I think that came out of the conference and, and that people are mentioning is Alan Walsh, the super agent, yeah. his tweet um, talking about how the NHL would fine teams for circumventing the salary cap $3 million, but the Blackhawks for mismanaging a sexual abuse situation, only $2 million. And that's where, that's where Gary Bettman, I think, is under the most fire. You know, this kind of look that he's valuing that stuff as being worse than the human rights or the human uh, side of it, right, with the uh, sexual abuse. A, a $2 million fine, but, you know, cheating the salary cap was worth $3 million. So I think he's going to have to figure that out. But it, it's hard because you don't know it at the time. But I think that's the biggest thing that I took away from the press conference. I'm wondering uh, what the coffee talk is on Coffee Row. Are people even having coffee talk anymore? I don't know. Are they? I assume they are. I'm, I'm having one tomorrow morning, so I guess. What are they talking about today? Is it about the actual games last night? Right. Or is it the Blackhawks thing? B. Henderson writes in, is Brooke Henderson watching <laughs> on YouTube? B. Henderson says it was totally covered up. Nobody's disputing that. But was it covered up just by the Blackhawks or the entire National Hockey League? Robin in Prince Albert says, what about Bettman not going to take a question from Rick Westhead until he was kind of forced to? That's Gary's right. I mean, I, there's things about Rick Westhead that I don't like. There's information that I'm getting from hockey people that Rick Westhead is either choosing not to report or doesn't know. So, as John Ohm... Oh, there we go. Ohm in Winnipeg says, I think Bettman's doing a decent job handling this. Everybody got lobbed a grenade here. <laughs> Frankly, that's kind of... to hang on there's, to it. Right, nobody wants to hang on to it, and it's the center of it all is the video coach. That's the thing. James in Border Manitoba watching. He says, I don't cheer for the orders, but I think McMuffin doing well in a small Canadian market is good for all the Canadian teams. So I'm happy for them. I've never heard Connor called McMuffin before. No? I, no. I kind of like it, though. It's good. It's good, McMuffin. <laughs> Jennifer from the Four Seasons Sports Palace writes in. She says, good morning, everyone. Oilers go to 7-1. With Duncan Keith scoring his first as an Oiler. And Yamamoto cracks his scoring drought. I'd rather talk about the games. Interesting. Interesting. Here we go. Northside YEG. You know him? Mm-hmm. Regular viewer on YouTube says, the coffee talk 
Coffee roll on Jasper Avenue this morning is the flower being traded to Edmonton. How about that? You're a year and two years late on that one, bro. The Oilers might have won a Stanley Cup if they'd had the flower the last couple of years. They should, they should have done everything and anything they could have done, in my opinion, to get the flower. Now, having said all that, watching the Oilers game last night, I was impressed with the augmentation of the Oilers lineup with the Duncan Keiths and the Zach Hymans and the Cody Ceces. Like, Ken Holland very clearly looked and said, we can't continue to be a two-player team. We just can't. So he's added some very sturdy pieces there, and it's led to our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's been the best NHL free agent signing this season? And we, in our pregame meeting here, put our heads together, and we came up with these options. Dougie Hamilton, Zach Hyman, Blake Coleman, or Freddie Anderson. And running away with it right now is the former Leafs goalie, Freddie Anderson, who was, what I say, Moose number two in goals against average in the NHL this season. Yep. 42% on Twitter saying, Freddie, steady Freddie. And I see on Facebook, Zach Hyman's leading. Yeah, 50%. How about that? Those are the big two sexy picks, right? I mean, you got the goaltender, Carolina, who I think is 7-0 and with a sub two goals against average. You mentioned that. Um <laughs> You laughed before we went there. The Leafs just can't get out of their own way. Letting <laughs> I go. love it. And then he goes and has a great year. Or, I mean, at least a great start. But, uh, you know, that's what you want, ideally, in free agency, guys, to come in and make an impact. I mean, Zach Hyman has kind of been part of the identity of the Oilers early on and helped with the culture. And Blake Coleman in Calgary has got them off to a pretty good start. So, I'd probably say... Freddie and Zach are, are the consensus top two picks. Cool. I didn't think that was going to be the case, though. I appreciate everybody chiming in on the comments here. And forgive us. Well, I will get to them. I'll try to make a mental note of them. Rand, can you make a quick answer to Randolph's question from Ontario? He says, Moose, do you think Tennessee is toast after the Derrick Henry injury? You I seem to think that they're toast. Well, yes, okay. but never toast. They're number one in the AFC right now. The goalie for Detroit, who I said sounds like a tennis player, Nadeljikovic. Did I say that right? No, I don't think so. Somebody said, um, is he considered a free agent? And he's not. Because Ryan from Saratoga, New York, came to the rescue and said, no, Nadeljikovic. How about that? That's better. Was traded from Carolina to Detroit. So, no. And I, I knew the Jets were going to be in here somewhere. B. Henderson on YouTube says, Winnipeg is loving Nate Schmidt. Winnipeg made some signings, too, and they're in the conversation. But these are the four that we came up with, and right now it doesn't really matter because everybody's saying it's Freddie Anderson who's having a hell of a season in uh, Carolina. Uh, I can keep rolling with. They're asking about flower and salary cap concerns and stuff. It's not like the CFL and the NHL. They do enforce the salary cap, but you can find a way around it, can't you? Always. <laughs> Always. We find a way around it. It's a guideline. Come on. How bad do you want to win? Tampa found it. Uh, Monday night football. 
Harrison Butker hit a pair of fourth-quarter field goals, including the go-ahead 34-yarder with just over a minute to go, and the Kansas City Chiefs scrambled their way to a 20-17 comeback victory over the New York Giants. Patrick Mahomes threw for 275 yards with a touchdown and a pick. Daniel Jones had 222 yards passing with two touchdowns and a pick for the Giants. I see that you've come out with your top five. We'll get to that after the break. I wondered if anybody watched the Manning broadcast last night. And you understand, as a certified recovery coach, I'm very big on brain pathways and habit forming. And I'm like, I was watching Monday Night Football and completely forgot to put it on the Mannings. I'm just not used to it. Me too. Same thing. And I've never even thought about it. And I'm kicking myself because I enjoy it when I do watch oh, it. Oh, it's awesome. I do like flipping back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And then I, as I said, I switched over to the order game and I do not apologize for that because it was a good game and it was a good broadcast. But I didn't watch the Mannings until this morning's highlights on SportsCenter and it was the usual thing. The one thing I caught was Peyton Manning was talking about the stud fees that his father, Archie, charges. The what? You wouldn't understand because you're a townie. <clears throat> to have a male breed, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. female, there's a fee. The stud it's a stud fee. fee. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Peyton was talking about that. And as usual, Eli was just sitting there and giggling uncomfortably. <laughs> it's kind of like what we do on this right. show. Like, Eli, you might want to pick it up a little bit here. You might want to come with your own funny stuff, or else we're, we Pey- don't need you. Peyton's a funny guy. Peyton's hilarious. So, yeah, Archie's stud fees going up. He said, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, my God. How many people are getting this? Anyways, the warm-up brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. We will take a break here. But I'll tell you what, I, something just dawned on me. I said, if we had a CFL broadcast, which CFL greats would you like to see do what the Mannings are doing? You said the Flutie brothers would be good, and I think they would be real good. Yep. I'd said David Benefield and Adriano Belli, the kissing bandit. What NHL greats would you like to see sit on the couch? Oh, Percolate on that for a while. The next four minutes, we'll talk about that when we come back, whatever CFL items there may be. On the way, Mike Benton from the Seattle Kraken Radio Network and Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM NHL Radio. This show has just vastly improved my mood today. So thank you and thank you. And we'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, saying it again, the warm-up had been brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. And uh, the big cheese from Ecole Electric, I felt bad. I was all over the place all fall, right? Yeah. Now I'm settled here for a few more weeks. So if that dude wants to come in, we should get him in here. Yeah. He was just going to sit on the sponsor's couch. Let's get her going. By the way, from yesterday's program, which was wildly popular, who's your favorite goalie? Because everybody loves goalies, right? 
Mm-hmm. Earl in Calgary writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line from the 403. He says, I taped your show and watched her after work. He literally wrote, watched her after work. Uh, favorite goalies growing up, Gilly Gilbert, who I believe was Jerry Cheever's backup. And Rogie Vashon, L.A. Kings. Love the show, Earl in Calgary. So you don't know either of those guys. And that's, you weren't even born yet, so I don't, I, I don't hold you responsible for anything that happened prior to your birth. Okay, thanks. Um, we were asking, who would you like to see as hockey guys do a Manning-style thing for the broadcast? Because I'm starting to think, like I don't, for years I haven't paid attention to the announcers on both football or hockey. Baseball I do. Football or hockey I don't. So I'm liking this Manning thing where Payton and Eli bring in a guest and they just watch the game and talk trash. It's hilarious. Who did I say? Because the Sutter brothers immediately come to mind. Any combo, any of them would oh be fun. Could, but yeah, but could didn't have to be. Did I say Could you imagine all the Sutter brothers watching the game? <laughs> They'd be fighting. They couldn't. They wouldn't get along. We don't need to. You need a moderator. Yes. You would need a moderator. But the people are writing in on that. Um, I'm not going to name everybody, but they're saying that's, that's saying it, but Eddie Lack and Roberto Luongo. Somebody said Gretzky and Lemieux. Well, Wayne's on television now. Yeah. And by the way, he interviewed Ovi after the game last week. I don't know if you saw the snippet of that interview or not. I didn't. That was literally just sit back, put your feet up, and listen to two guys that actually know what they're talking about talk. Like Gretzky said, has the game changed, Ovi, since you came in? And I'm sitting there going, how much could it have possibly changed? And Ovi's like, oh, yeah, it's changed a ton. And he got into that. Fascinating. Not, tell me what happened out there. Thanks for doing this. Every night, every night, same question. Might have triggered something there. <laughs> uh, Bre- uh, Brett Hall would be great. Somebody <laughs> just said Brett Hall and Jeremy Roenick. If you're into the Roenick, I mean, people have their thoughts on Roenick because of the stuff that happened when he was at NBC and stuff, but he'd be entertaining and Brett Hall would be really entertaining. Those two would be good. What do you have to do in the next period? Every freaking interview. Um, uh, you mentioned Brett Hall, yeah. Jeremy Roenick. Uh, Keith Hirschmiller, who is the photographer for God's team, the Regina Pats, says the Sutter Brothers would be like the band Oasis. I'm sorry, I don't know what that means. I, I know the band Oasis. Who are they? But I still don't know what that means. <laughs> Wonder, like, that doesn't mean anything I know the me. song, I know the band, but I don't... Keith, explain. I need a little bit more of elaboration here. Uh, William May is watching in Lloydminster, Canada's only border city, and he says, I see the Saskatchewan-Montreal viewership was $580,000, sorry, 580,000 <laughs> viewers, the highest for week 13. Yeah, that's the top story at 3downnation.com, that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders saved CFL viewership in week 13. Otherwise, every other game was sub 500,000. In other news... The water is wet and the sky is blue. Repeat. Caleb Shirley 
writes in, is watching on YouTube and says, have you talked Pats yet? What, are, what do you want us to talk about? They put ah, you know what? I'm glad that you said that. I'm just going to throw something in here. Thank you, Caleb, for, uh, for, for that. The Western Hockey League announced that Regina Pats defenseman Riker Evans has been named WHL Player of the Week. The Seattle Kraken prospect recorded four points in two games this past week for the Pats as they swept the swift current Broncos. Evans and the Pats are back in action Wednesday, November 3rd, when they play host to the Moose Jaw Warriors. He and I will have the call of it. And our intern, Andrew, will be uh, down at ice level. Hopefully he has some questions now. I can just see him now. Riker, has the game changed since you came in? (laughs) He is so (laughs) nervous now. (laughs) Rod is going to lose it on the air. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Western Hockey League also announced that Winnipeg Ice netminder Daniel Hauser has been named the goalie of the week. 17-year-old posted back-to-back wins, a 1.00 goals against average, and an eye-popping 966 save percentage. How about that? How about that? I do got to mention World Series. Max Freed is set to take the mound. For Atlanta, as the Braves once again look to win the World Series tonight in Game 6, Atlanta hasn't won the championship since 1995. Houston will start AL Rookie of the Year candidate Luis Garcia as the Astros push for a Game 7. I could say that I haven't watched one pitch of the World Series and would brag about it, but that's not true. I've listened to at least a few games of these Major League Baseball playoffs. And as I said, I'm going out to Notre Dame again tonight. The Mecca. I'm going out to Notre Dame College tonight to call a game, and I'll be listening to it. It's on Weyburn Radio, by the way. How about that? See what we're learning here? That's perfect. It's still on Weyburn Radio. And what I don't understand, not only was I rolling into the dunk, that's the rink in Notre Dame, and the game was on, I didn't just roll in for face-off. I rolled in before warm-up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went and had a coffee with the coaches. The The World Series game was on. I left after the hockey game, and the World Series game was still on the radio. That's a problem, guys and gals. At least I think that it is. It is. Is it because it's is it like a um, Super Bowl Grey Cup? It's so long because it's the championship and there's more ads in. That must be why. Are these like four hour games? Yeah, they're long. It could be because of time between innings for sure. You know, and, and longer breaks, longer commercial breaks. That probably plays a role. But they're just every pitch deliberated so much longer everything when you stretch every pitch by just a couple of seconds that adds up that adds Mm -hmm. up over the course of a game so my guy sammy's watching in orlando florida he's a football guy he says you better be tomahawk chopping tonight oh i can't believe they're still doing that i don't have a problem with it i'm just shocked cancel culture hasn't brought that down stunned i know the only reason I'm kind of dialed in a little bit to the World Series, and by dialed in, I mean I've tuned in here and there mm. and, and kind of watch, is one of my best friends is a Braves fan. Mm-hmm. He's been for a long time. So he's dialed in, and we message back and forth a little bit. But uh, so I'm kind of pulling for the Braves, for Atlanta. Yeah, Braves used to have a scout that lived in Weyburn. I think we talked about that. What the hell was his name? Ray, he was on that 95 team, I believe, that got a World Series. 
I don't know how the topic devolved into this, but Rick from North Battleford writes in on the text line, and he says, brothers that like to fight would be the Sutters. I don't think that was the topic, but I'll take it. You know the brothers that don't like to fight? The Kachucks. Remember that last year when I said, I'd like to see Brady and Matthew fight, and people are like, no, 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 Rod, what's wrong with you? They already said they would never fight. They love each other. Right. <sighs> okay, then. I love my brothers. I fought with them all the time. Still do. That's what you do. Dylan checking in. He says, hello, all from Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia. Uh, Keith Hirschmiller, again, photographer to the stars, writes in and says, thoughts on attending Pats, Riders, Rams games, and the sweet feeds are watching curling or any other sport aside from the one they're attending? He's saying they should have the TV on in the suite to the game. I'm thinking first world problems that haven't given it a second's thought, and it's called the golden rule. You're paying $20,000 to be in this suite. Put on... Martha Stewart, I don't care. Just make sure your check cashes. Agree or disagree? This pretty sound logic to uh, me. Yeah. Put on Mr. Dress Up. Who cares? Just order more shrimp cocktail and booze. From Dan in Regina, hey guys, love the show. I'm a regular watcher. I was wondering why in the NFL they don't move the kickoff back 10 yards. Seems like a waste of time when they kick it through the end zone nine times out of 10. What also seems like a waste of time is when they line up before the two-minute warning or at the end of the quarter or half, there's 25, 30, 35 seconds remaining, and they wait till time runs out. Seems like a waste of time because of the 40-second play clock. Another thing I was wondering was, why did Alex Singleton not play this weekend? And says, also, so agree with the hockey players being interviewed. Boring. Well, don't blame the hockey players. They're only answering the question, the same monotone questions every game. Like, I don't even know why they do these interviews. I get nothing out of them. We rinse and repeat questions as broadcasters. They rinse and repeat answers. Right. It only makes sense. Don't blame the players. Uh, NFL kickoff. Sammy, you, you're watching. Why have they not changed the kickoffs in the NFL to at least go to the XFL style? Nobody was getting hurt that way. Well, they moved it a few years ago from the 20 for a touchback to the 25. It's still the 20 on punts. So they moved it to the 25 for that reason. Now maybe they either got to move it to the 30 to create returns or move them back. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They're all in the end zone. Nine out of ten. Some aren't. Yeah, that's why the returner has to be somewhat cognizant of what's going on, but that just—that's a really great example of where the rules have not caught up to technology, if you will, or the health of the players. Yeah, NHL still five on five, and yet the players are three times the size of what they used to be, and three times as fast as they used to be. Not complaining, but the rules haven't necessarily all caught up. Do we have Mike Benton yet? Not yet. From the Seattle Kraken Radio Network. Huh. Sammy answers another question. He says, I'd like to see Donald Brashear and Mark Messier on the couch. That's regarding NHL broadcasts. Um, we do have some breaking news. Local tie, Jaden DeRoe, who has sat in that chair right where you are, 
we got to have these guys start signing something when they come in here. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. He says, Regina product Jaden DeRoe. This is from Clark. Regina product Jaden DeRoe has been sent back to the Western Hockey League by the Tampa Bay Lightning to play with the Portland Winterhawks. The Lightning draftee becomes the fourth overage player in Portland. They have two weeks to get back down to three. I was on a podcast the other night in Lethbridge and the host, John Easthope, says, what do you think about the West Conference, Rod, of the Western Hockey League? I said, I have no idea. Sorry. We don't play them. We don't see them. There's no TV deal. So aside from reading score sheets, I have no opinion on the Western Conference of the Western Hockey League. Sorry. You understand why? Of course I do. And I got to say this. Tonight, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, take on the Maple Leafs in Toronto. My team versus his team. Here's the bet. Okay? Tomorrow we're going for lunch with an NHL scout. Right. To Baller's Rec Room. Uh, Loser buys. And he'll get off the hook. Deal. I'm sure he's watching right now. Deal? Deal. Okay, so... I'll be ordering lots tomorrow. All right. Okay, we'll see you in hour two, right? See you then. We're going to Seattle next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. We do have a sports update coming up. Uh, We'll probably get that end of this segment or next. CFL Players of the Week are out. Looking ahead to the uh, sports late tonight, World Series Game 6. And Kevin Sheveldayoff speaking to the media today in Winnipeg. However... I'm excited to bring on Benton on the mic, Mike Benton from the Seattle Kraken Radio Network. And hey, Benny, I was listening to you the other night while I was coming home from a junior hockey game I was calling. Talk about all of that, uh, but but let's start with the 5-2 loss at Edmonton last night. You know the Kraken's going to be in tough, I I think, every single night as an expansion club, but it was an entertaining game. Um, Good to see you, my friend. What was your take on the game in Edmonton last night? Arad, certainly a pleasure to have uh, me join you. And uh, just my general observations last night from in the studio, that was a game where it was going to be as stiff of a test as it got maybe here for this season. The Edmonton Oilers are firing on all cylinders. It was going to require as close to a mistake-free game as it got for the Seattle Kraken. They're built this season to win a lot of games 2-1, to one, three to two, stay out of the penalty box and get some timely goaltending on top of that. They hung around for a a good while in that game. I thought the response from Jaden Schwartz was fantastic to make it one, one after Leon Dreisaitl got his first of um, first of two goals in that game and Carson Soucy to make it a one goal game toward the end of the second period. Again, spoke volumes of hanging around, but Again, you've got to stay out of the penalty box. That was a factor. And unfortunately, not enough saves and not enough pucks rolling across the goal line to make a difference. And eventually, the Oilers pulled away. What's been the sense in the Emerald City of this start for the Kraken? They've won more games probably than I would have thought that they should. Um, so what, how's, it, how's it going over here this first season? 
Oh, I think certainly when it comes to expectations, we heard a lot about the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in uh, the early months of this year leading up to the expansion draft and then to puck drop in October. Now, of course, we all know virtually what Vegas did in that expansion season Everything they touched essentially, pardon the expression, turned to gold. So there was maybe some tempered expectations around here as far as what they could do for a, a follow-up act. What they're looking at is the long-term solution. Can they be a playoff team? Can they be a team in contention that hangs around toward the end of the season and then builds from there? The playoffs are still maybe a realistic goal, but for a, a lot of people around here, there's not so much of that huge expectation to do what the Vegas Golden Knights did and make a serious run for maybe a Stanley Cup. If they get there, certainly. I mean, it's another storybook season. But again, they have some new players waiting in the wings that they're building out long term. They have Matty Beneers right now over at Michigan, uh, who may be a, a factor on this team as a, a go-to guy for, you know, for the next several years. So and, and he's still way out as far as when he can finally jump in. So yes, the start is certainly tough at three, six, and one. But night after night, you hear from Dave Haxtell about putting the pieces in place, not getting too down after a loss, and seeing if those building blocks can be useful again to make a, a serious run for a playoff spot once we get deeper and deeper into the season and head toward March and April. As I said here, the Kraken eighth out of eight teams in the Pacific. So it's going to be tough, no doubt, but there is a lot of hockey left. Here's my number one question, Mike, that'll make you smile. I'm listening to you. We're broadcasting from the Coors Light Lounge here at Climate Pledge Arena. And it sounded quiet in there, Mike. Was there anybody in there? Were you by yourself? Or set the scene for me because it was radio and I didn't really know what was going on. Well, you know, I, I think the headphones certainly drown out a little bit. It, during pregame, uh, it, it was as close as it can get to a madhouse. You have people roaming the concourse back and forth. You know, we're, we're still getting used to the specifics here of the building, you know, and where, where people can go and they can't go. So we had a few folks hanging around post game, uh, But as you move into a new house, you know, you always find out new places to go, new spots for you to go as well. So, you know, what, what, what we're trying to do is uh, – build the Coors Light landing right behind section 20 as a, a go-to hotspot for fans to hang out uh, after the game. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic once we get deeper and deeper here uh, into the season and folks can become familiar uh, with those socializing habits. Uh, you know, when it comes to hanging out post game, there's going to be a lot more to offer. And uh, that's the beauty of this is that, you know, it's a brick by brick process. So, you know, ultimately that's my hope and that post game can certainly match pregame that's the goal. That's the end game is that we can, you know, get more folks to uh, hang out right there. Well, I just wanted to prove, Mike, that I was listening and I will continue to listen, man. It's, it's I appreciate great. that. Yeah. Who's the most popular Kraken player right now in your city? Beyond the shadow of a doubt, I would have to say Brandon Tanev. He's got names on the back of jerseys being sold in the team store. He is a social media darling because of his headshot that he took months ago. Not only that, every shift, it's like getting right into the car and just flooring it out of the driveway. It doesn't matter who he plays with. He's, he's providing chaos every shift, and it's productive chaos on top of that. He's nearly half to his career high in goals for one season, 14. He's got six already. You can put him out of five-on-five, five, he's effective. You can put him out, you know, when it comes to an extra attacker situation to try to seal up the game, he'll get you the empty net goal. Uh, 
by by far and away the name turbo has carried over into this tenure it's stuck and fans have embraced it the team has embraced it even dave haxtell has certainly embraced it and it, it seems as if turbo time is uh, a, a talk amongst the building across social media and you know, he's off to a great start you know could he be that guy maybe if you want to use a, a vegas comparison to a william carlson we're still a little bit far away here to say that he can, you know, bury as much as Carlson did for one season. But, you know, so far for what he's done to make himself a personality and to be effective on the ice every night, he's off to a great start. You've been through here, Mike, enough. The Bermuda Triangle of the NHL right here that I don't need to tell you. We're all following very closely that you've got four Saskatchewan players on your roster. Hayden Fleury from Carlisle, Jaden Schwartz. From Wilcox, Jordan Eberly from the Sweatpants Capital, and uh, Cole Lynn from Shonovan, and then you sent Kale Fleury down to uh, to the Miners. I think it's Charlotte, right? So they, hey, there's a big Saskatchewan contingent. Do you hear from any of our fans? Do you realize how many fans you got out here? Oh, plenty. I mean, and I think that's the beauty of even going back for me to the Western Hockey League is that there's always a strong following of, you know still attaching on to where you came from seeing players make it big and then enjoy it once they certainly get there you know what i always appreciate you know about players like uh jaden schwartz hayden flurry and beyond is you know that there there's no air about them um they are as down to earth as it gets uh they're honest about their game they're honest about themselves it's certainly easy to see why you know it's uh they, they've already found a way to attach themselves out here to the fan base. But not only that, as you just mentioned, you know, try to drop in a few names of uh, cities that uh, people are still attached uh, as far as where they've come from here. So, you know, me going back to the Western Hockey League, I've always appreciated about the, the, the one thing of going out to Saskatchewan by going to Saskatoon, to Prince Albert, to Swift Currents, uh, to, to Moose Jaw as well. Uh, there, there's really, really, I think, uh, a terrific sense of where hockey and the heartland meets. And I think the attitude about how you approach every day and every shift and it's be honest about yourself. That's the val- that, that, that's the value I find. And that's the value that I think those players certainly embrace when it comes to every day that they punch in for work. Benton on the mic. I could talk to you all day. Um, you're not doing the tips anymore. No, are you done? You. Yeah. Are you done with the tips? I have officially uh, stepped down from uh, my position. Casey Bryant's the new guy out there, and he's going to do fantastic work behind the mic and uh, also working behind the scenes. Uh, I've had a, I, I have had a chance to stay in touch with the organization to kind of put some uh, fingerprints on projects to help them, you know, get back up and running. As you know, the pandemic really took a lot out of uh, the Silver Tips and fellow teams in the Western Hockey League. So. To kind of bridge that gap, if this makes sense, to keep a, a few trains running on time, I had a chance to, you know, put my stamp on some things when it comes to video, when it comes to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. So this is the new thing for me here with uh, the Seattle Kraken and KJR, and uh, Casey Bryant's the new guy in line. And from what I've heard already from uh, his energy, he's off to a great start uh, as far as what he can do behind the mic and behind the scenes. Uh, it doesn't hurt that the team's 7-0-0-1. They haven't lost in regulation yet, as you know. Mike? All they I had to keep... do was just get rid of me, though, right? <laughs> you, were the, you were the anchor. Yeah, exactly. Mike, keep it up, my friend. Keep in touch. I Thanks for the time today. Anytime, Rod. Thanks, guys. Mike Benton from the Seattle Kraken Radio Network. We'll be right back with a sports update. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television.
We're available all across the state of Washington, by the way, on TDS Cable. I want to say hey to our viewers out there this morning. And you are also watching live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Here's a little breaking news for you out of the Florida Panthers. I just got an email from them. Just to, just to give you an idea how hockey is working down there, ticket selling, the Florida Panthers announced today that the Feldman's Value Pack is now on sale for all home games at FLA Live Arena. This year, the Feldman's Value Pack includes four tickets to any Panthers home game, as well as Feldman's all-natural hot dog, popcorn, and soda for each ticket purchased. Fans can purchase a four-ticket pack for $249, which includes all lower-level seats, and a four-ticket pack for $149 for all upper-level seats. Four tickets to an NHL game with food and drink for $249 lower bowl. You, can you get one ticket to a Jets game for $250? One? That's what the uh, Panthers are pushing out as they will be back from this road trip soon. Meanwhile, more breaking news from this Tuesday morning. Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Jeremiah Masoli was named the CFL's top performer of the week today. Rough Riders defensive lineman A.C. Leonard and Argos kicker Boris Beattie were also named top performers. Masoli had a perfect 158.3 efficiency rating for Hamilton in their win over Edmonton on Friday night. A.C. Leonard set a new career high with eight tackles en route to the Rough Riders' victory at Montreal. And B-Day tied a career high by hitting all five of his field goal attempts And the Argos win over the B.C. Lions. The win clinched a playoff berth for the Argos. Ticats and Alouette still looking to do so. Max Fried is set to take the mound for Atlanta as the Braves once again look to win the World Series tonight in Game 6. Last minute, last minute of our one. Atlanta hasn't won the championship since 1995. Houston will start AL Rookie of the Year candidate Luis Garcia as the Astros push for a Game 7. Another busy night for Canadian NHL teams. The Habs will host the Red Wings in Montreal. The Maple Leafs entertain the Golden Knights. Elsewhere, the Winnipeg Jets battle the Dallas Stars, and the Flames take on the Nashville Predators in the Saddledome. The Vancouver Canucks will close out the action, hosting the New York Rangers. Jets GM Kevin Chevalier off to meet uh, with the media today, nearly a week after the NHL released that report on the Blackhawks' handling of the sexual assault case. Involving Brad Eldridge. Has Chevy spoken yet? Three. Thanks, Clark. We got more on that. This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Tap Brewhouse and Red Bull Canada. See you for hour two after this break on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.